This is Paul Nobles from Eat Reform, and this is going to be a different kind of podcast. We actually are hosting what we call Happy Hour, which is an hour's worth of discussion with people in the group so we can kind of compare notes or talk about concepts. Usually, whenever we do a podcast um, for a lifetime or whatever, there's a topic, and we'll talk about that topic, and it may still kind of seem like the same thing, right? Where mostly Becky and Paul are talking, but um, the people on the call here, we were supposed to be able to put this into the group. Um, unfortunately, that is not working. And so we'll try and get that figured out for the next time um, this is available. But for now, we're gonna really focus on um, hormone therapy, um, testosterone therapy, kind of what you should expect, uh, what to think about, because early on, I think, um, you know, it's pretty common to feel different, like, you know, I, maybe not the great greatest explanation, but like, you know, when I first started creatine, man, just felt like, you know, everything changed, everything was for the better. And then all of a sudden, you know, two months in, didn't notice it, right? Um, testosterone therapy was very similar um, for me. And so um, I think that'll be what we talk about a little bit. But if you want to talk, um, if you want to share your experience, if you want to have a question, basically just, uh, you know, put that in the chat and then you know either Becky or I will unmute you and then you can talk um sometimes the audio is not great which won't stand up great for a podcast um so if you have a lot of background noise or your dog's barking or something of that nature kind of keep that in mind and then maybe maybe either ask your question or share your experience in chat and then Becky can can read it um so a couple thoughts uh, just to get out the way real quick. So I, I started a, 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 a comment about reels. And um, the one thing that I definitely came away from the conversation is don't take away our reels, which we're, you know, we're not going to necessarily take away your reels. But I started thinking about it, you know, and if you were part of that conversation, you might think this is funny, but maybe you won't. Um, not not all jokes land, right? Um, and uh, but what what I think happens with each reform in general is it's sort of like um, the love you feel when you're in a relationship for 20, 30 years, right? Like you deeply love that person. And I strongly feel that many of you genuinely care about each reform you tell it to us daily your relationship with your coaches are great things of this nature but but it's kind of that love that you do sort of take for granted at times like on both sides right um and like every now and again you just want to feel hot <laughs> you know it's like it's like okay man you look great in that shirt yeah but do i look hot right um, I, I posted like this this uh, video kind of showing something that Sarah did versus something that someone else did. And the the someone else 
basically, you know, had kind of a fringe. I don't even know if everybody knows who David Goggins is, but but David Goggins has like this army of followers. Um, and you know, people just just are super in love with him, you know, in the last two to three years, right? So they're still in that that honeymoon period with him. And so everything he does gets liked, everything, and he's been around for a while, but but you know, he's really kind of seen celebrity in the last couple of years. And so what I think has sort of happened is you just get to this point where it's like, okay, you know, I, I uh, I'm putting this information out there because I want to be hot, right? I want people to really care about it, but not only because we're putting it out there for you, which I think you know, sometimes people look at it and, and I think it's a great compliment. One of the things that people said to us was that they really appreciated the content and that they felt like maybe we shouldn't talk to them as much. And it's like, we're not necessarily talking to you as a client, but you as an avatar of a client um, is probably similar to thousands of clients that could benefit from that information. So this is all a long way to say that if you like that content and you really want us to know, you know, either like, comment, or share, right? Because those are the things that matter to Facebook. And if all you can do is give us a like, we'll take it, right? But, you know, we have a lot of reels with like four likes, you know? And I mean, we spend a lot of time and energy making those. And so we do need your help if we can can sort of go. And 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 it's like a reminder, like I said, with with any long-term relationship, you know, what ends up happening is every now and again, you know, you kind of need to remind your spouse, hey, you know, um I wore this shirt for a reason, right? Um so I appreciate the help if if you feel like helping. If not, um, maybe we're just not hot anymore. I don't know. But um, the uh, no, I, I, I think these are things there's there's a lot of this stuff where, you know, it's just a lot of trial and error, you know, and you might be down for it, but, you know, like your Uncle Charles really isn't, you know, um, and so I kind of get that, you know, because I know like. Kind of the, the the whole point of why Edenform started in the first place was, you know, my friends and family just weren't down for doing the stuff that we do. And so, um, yeah, I mean, you know, long story short, you know, not everybody's willing to do the hard thing, right? And, and so kind of keep that in mind. The other thing too, um, it is summer. I mean, if you know anyone that is looking for help, we'd love to work with them. Um, it's a great time, by the way, to use fuel. I know a lot of people want to come in to, to eat to perform. It's like, finally, I got to pull the cord so I can lower my calories. It's like, okay, but maybe we can start right now where we have abundant calories. We clean that up a little bit. And then maybe move into fat loss in September or something like that. So there's a lot of ways we can kind of work with people. But I know many of your friends and family are willing to do hard things. I, I know a lot of people don't give their friends and family credit. Um, I know I'm bad for that, you know. And then every now and again, you'll find someone that was actually uh, one of the stories that I'm going to tell here soon. Um, 
was a guy that works on our advertising team um, and he's in Mexico and, and things of this nature. And he was down 20 pounds and plateaued. And he's like, man, you know, I really wish I could do eat to perform. I was like, why can't you? What are you talking about? And he's like, well, you know, I didn't, you know, I didn't know if you were busy or I'm like, we're, we have 15,000 clients, man. Like, like we can help you. Like, um, and, and it's been amazing. You know, he's up, he's up to like 3,100 calories. He's lost 10 pounds since that time. Um, I say this a lot, you know, a lot of the times when people are fearful, especially as they're coming out of fat loss, a lot of times they're fearful because they're thinking with that limited mindset rather than, hey, what if I put a little bit more effort here? What if I switch to mostly weightlifting now? Or what if I change things up so that I could use this fuel rather than constantly trying to burn it or whatever, right? So um, so keep that in mind, um, but love the summer. Love, absolutely love the summer because it it will it gives us the the chance to kind of reevaluate things. And I think personally, um, you know, I feel like we've been a little middle of the road. And I know for Sarah and myself and Becky, you know, we we're what we're doing is very different than other places. And so we want, you know, to get out that message and maybe a little bit more. Um, a way that can differentiate us, right? Because I mean, like, you know, we have clients that, you know, women that are eating over 3000 calories that weighed stable, that's not normal, right? Um, other people that kind of sound like us, they, they're not doing that, right? And so even many of you that are at like 2300, 2400, you have to be real, like you never did that before, you know, and it's such a major difference. And there's so many places that kind of sound like us, but they're not really, right? And then we get into what is the topic of today, right? So, so sometimes, you know, you get to this place where you are eating more, you are doing the hard things, you are going to the gym, um, but, you know, you still have a piece of the puzzle that doesn't fit. And for a lot of people, that piece of the puzzle is hormone therapy, or for men, it might be testosterone therapy. And so once again, if you have any questions, if you have any thoughts, if you want to share your experiences, please do. We can open up your mic if as long as it's fine. Otherwise, we'll we'll do it through chat. But for now, I'm going to hand things off to Becky. And just so Becky can share her experience with um, hormone replacement so that people have like a realistic idea of, of what it looks like if you're considering it. And I think one of the things that is really super important is that you don't have to choose this. You can choose to just age normally, right? But I think as active people, as people that are trying to hold on to the muscle that we have and things of this nature, if you can, if you do have the resources that allow for it, I think a lot of us want to do it that way. And so kind of keep that in mind. So Becky, you talk about your experience. I know there was something that came up in chat. I'll take a look at it while you're talking. 
Okay. Um, I've been on testosterone replacement therapy only. I am, I still have a cycle. So my doctor doesn't want to put me on anything else um, until I no longer have a cycle or as far as we can get into it. But I am definitely menopausal. I only have a cycle every five or six months or so. Um, but I have been on testosterone replacement therapy and I do pellets. I know that Paul does the injections, but I do pellets every 10 weeks and I've been on it for about two years. I will say that I have spent most of that time eating normalized calories. I never make any bones about it that I don't like fat loss and I'm kind of a pansy when it comes to fat loss. And so I've spent almost all of that time at normalized calories. I've done some periodic fat loss cycles and then I don't know, life gets busy, whatever. And I don't keep things under wraps like I should. And my weight bounces back up, but that's totally me. That's not, has nothing to do with the testosterone. I will get into that in just a second though, um, or anything like that. I will say that when I got on testosterone replacement therapy, then my weight did bounce up. And so I've always said, I don't have a weight that I want to be. I don't have a wish weight, which is what Paul calls it. Um, I know that I don't want to get down too low, but that's only because of the way that I like for my body to look, but whatever that weight would be, it had to go up because when I lift weights, I enjoy lifting weights. That is my thing. I lift weights three to four days a week, pretty consistently. And my weight definitely went up when I went on testosterone replacement therapy. Um, it's hard to tell how much. Yes. Can we pause for just a second? Because there's a, you know, what, I, what we want these happy hour sessions to be a, is a little bit more interactive. And so I'm going to answer Sheridan's question after we're, you're done talking, but what is considered hormone therapy or, or, or replacement for women? More often than not, there is some testosterone, but there will be progesterone or estrogen with women that would be different for men. So th those are some of the things that can come in into play um, through Eat to Perform Health. I think most people know that we have a, a you know referral network and they'll address anything from insulin resistance to, you know, uh, thyroid, right. um, things of that nature. So, so that, that's the answer to the, to the hormone question, but go ahead and, and kind of what I would like you to do is speak a little bit to how it felt initially. Um, I'd also like to say that, um, and I'll talk about this briefly when I talk about it, but I went to um, subcutaneous in injections, just because, you know, I, I went to the referral network, I got some advice from them, you know, honestly, just shooting up into your muscle hurts, right. And, um, you get like air bubbles with testosterone and stuff like, so your body just sort of handles it better through, um, your fat. So when Becky says that she takes pellets, she's kind of taking pellets for convenience, right? That's why pellets exist is, is, you know, and, and I'm, I've said this to Becky before, and I'll say this to anybody taking pellets, pellets aren't, aren't better, right? Injections are better for sure, you know, but convenience does matter, right? And, and that's why I moved to just 
shooting it into my fat, which is marginally worse, but I'm not like trying to be like stage ready or anything like that. I'm just trying to keep the muscle that I have, maybe build a little bit more and things of that nature. So maybe speak to just what it was like in the beginning. Was there any trial and error that happened for you? Um, the, the weight, just so everybody knows, is whenever you are, you know, this is, this is why just any kind of inflammation talk drives me crazy because inflammation in general is more positive than negative um, in almost every case, because it's not typically chronic inflammation, right? It's typically just your body's response to this new thing and incorporating it into your health profile. So when Becky gains weight because of testosterone, that's sort of the point, right? Is your glucose stores are going to be more, you know, you're obviously going to want to eat more, which we can talk a little bit about that. When you're on hormone therapy, you want to mostly not be dieting, right? Um, but whether it's any kind of replacement, your body's going to deal with that with inflammation and that's going to be fine. You should be able to deal with that over time. You can address that many different ways, but I think a lot of people confuse bloating and inflammation, um, and weight gain. And frankly, the internet is not helping. <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, Becky go. <laughs> um, as far as what he's saying with how I felt when I first started, I went into it and I was tired. Now I had some thyroid issues as well um, that I had already started to address. And that was better once I got to the doctor that, that gave me the testosterone replacement therapy, but it didn't quite get me there. Once I started on the testosterone within about three weeks, I started to feel immensely better. I started to get, I was more energetic. I was able to do more in my workouts. I didn't feel like I was just slogging through my workouts. And for me, because I'm kind of a wimp, then if I have more energy, then I have more patience. And my life, I have seven children and a stressful job. And so my patience levels mean a lot to me. And that testosterone is amazing for me. Now, Paul always says the bad thing about when you get on any kind of hormone replacement therapy is that you're kind of saying, I'm going to be on this forever. And he, that is definitely the truth. Now it so, makes sense. Okay. I need, I need to stop you there because it's kind of not the truth, but what it is, is if you get off of it, it basically means that you're going to go back to sucking, Right. So you can get off of it, right? But you can't get off of it and magically get better. That's just not how it works. So I just want to make sure that that was clear. That was actually what I was fixing to say, but that's only because I don't want to go back to feeling poorly. I don't want to go back to not having energy. I don't want to go back to that. I feel so much better that this is, I'm fine with this. And I always said that when I got to that menopausal age, that I would do something and I wouldn't try to do it on my own. I watched my mother do it on her own and I lived through that. It wasn't exactly amazing. And so 
I didn't want to put myself or my family through that. And so to me, it has been an absolute game changer just in my regular life, much less anything that happens with my lifting or anything like that. So I'm going to add what Carolyn's saying. So Carolyn's saying that she started on pellets for testosterone back in October, switched to injections in March of this year. I'm liking the injections better because I feel more even. That is common with injections, especially if you're, um, so like as an example, once I moved from muscle to subcutaneous fat, um, they're just having me do it more often. Um, and, and I'm okay with doing it more often because it's, it's less painful unless like last night where I accidentally, um, kind of nicked a muscle and felt it for about an hour and not a half, but, um, they, uh, before injections, it felt like a roller coaster with the pellets, um, which is common, right? Um, you also see that like a lot of times because insurance might cover it, people will, um, take like just this huge shot. And so they kind of go through this roller coaster effect that she's describing. Um, I also take every night in estradiol cream. I don't know. I don't know what P means. Um, estradiol cream as needed through my cycle, 43 perimenopause feeling way more like myself on the BHRT. Um, still have a couple other health issues I'm dealing with, but I'm hoping to have a successful fat loss too in September. The great thing is, is that once you move into this way of doing it, um, especially if you're feeding your progress, you will start to see more progress in your fat loss cycles, right? Um, so kind of keep that in mind, but you also got to remember that you were addressing fat loss right now, right? Because you now have the testosterone. So like when Becky was talking about um, how she felt uh, different for me, my free testosterone was below 10. Um, right now it's 28. Um, I just got tested relatively recently. Um, that's a monstrous difference. Women are typically close to zero. So like when Becky's on pellets, they're just trying to get her like free testosterone to like three. Do you have any idea what your free testosterone is? It was like 12 and it's quite a bit more than that now. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, everyone's a little different. So kind of keep that in mind. Um, is this Q and a specifically about hormone therapy? I didn't see anything. Um, yeah, no, I mean, you, we could talk about anything you want to talk about. Um, the, uh, but, but we are kind of, we, we do like to have a topic. Right. But the idea is that uh, you can bring up kind of anything that you want. Let's see. Um, um, Terry saying that she had a grand mal seizure, cannot do hormone replacement per my neurologist. Common um, in menopause. Is there anything I can do to help retain gain muscle other than just keep doing? So. Yes. I think the the most important thing, even if you're not on testosterone, is that you're making sure that you're not dieting all the time, right? Also, if you can have a healthy functioning thyroid or you need to get onto something and your neurologist will allow it, that might help. Um, but, you know, 
I would say if you're at 0.7 on, on protein right now, I might move to one um, gram. So if you're, if you're right now at 120, maybe move to 150, right? Um, and because remember the idea is to keep what you have mostly. And um, as we age, typically studies show um, that uh, you will um, gradually lose muscle over time, right? And so um, doing everything you can to keep it, um, sometimes, like you said, you know, like uh, this comes up a lot with uh, weight loss medication, right? So if you've ever had thyroid cancer, you can't use like the new weight loss medication because part of the thing that it does is is um, interact with your thyroid um, and it can be negative. So there's a lot of these types of things that as you're looking at medications, you may or may not be able to do it, right? So kind of keep that in mind. Um, I did want to walk through Sheridan's question a little bit um, more in depth, but um, yeah, so um, I keep cutting you off, but that's sort of the idea of this podcast, right? Um, but but um, was there anything that you wanted to say specifically as we move on? I did want for the to retouch back on what he said about making sure that you understand that, you know, whatever it is that you do as you age and, you know, the staying at the normalized calories part and the fact that as we're trying to make sure that we manage things as I go towards menopause, then it does help with fat loss cycles. Um, I am in week five of fat loss now, and the last two cycles have been very, very successful, and I'm down 25 pounds. But I try to make sure that I always pair that with where I'm at with getting my testosterone, because I get it every 10 weeks. Then I pair my fat loss cycles with that, because we all have to understand that we can't expect to balance hormones while we are under eating, which again, Paul touched on that a little bit. So when you say parrot, do you go on fat loss once you get your pellets or do you wait for your and pellets to be gone? Because my testosterone will be at its height four weeks after I get my pellets. Yeah. Then I try to make sure that as my testosterone comes down, that way I'm using it. I'm using that testosterone because I lift and things like that. Then as my testosterone levels come down, then I go into fat loss and I do fairly short cycles of four to six weeks. And then so like right now, I will make sure that I because I just got my pellets last this week. And I will, in the next week, go ahead and reverse so that I'm using that as my hormone levels go up. Okay, so I kind of knew the answer to the question, right? Um, but what she just said is the opposite of what everybody else does out there. And honestly, a lot of the advice out there is really bad. You know, um, you should be feeding your testosterone cycles and then you know, I know it seems counterintuitive. It's like, well, wouldn't I want to preserve my muscle? Your muscle's going to be fine. Most of muscle loss, tissue loss, 
muscle, most of muscle loss is not tissue loss. It's, it's, it's loss of glucose within your muscle. It's, it's dehydration, things of that nature. So it's typically not tissue loss, right? And so you want to feed when you have the testosterone. And then when testosterone is lower, I'm not saying that you should, should immediately go to fat loss, but I'm saying that, that, that is a little bit better time for it. Right. Um, and so kind of keep that in mind. If you are on something like pellets, if you're ejecting, would you come off? Probably not, but I also wouldn't expect like if you're trying to lose 15, maybe adjust your mentality to about 10 to 12, right? Cause you're still going to be dealing with, you know, more inflammation than you wouldn't if, if you weren't on testosterone, because your body's just going to, um, your body's just not going to have that additional layer of, of inflammation that is trying to help you build muscle and hold on to muscle. Right. So kind of keep that in mind. Um, so I'm going to answer Sheridan's question real quick, and then I'm going to get into me. And then, you know, honestly, uh, we can get into anything. Liz just asked another question. Um, so I'll get into that also. But um, Sheridan was saying, why are there not calorie goals um, within my app? So like what I believe, I believe that that's a woman. Um, and, um, but if I'm wrong, let me know. Um, but I believe Sheridan can go either way. Right. Um, and basically what the reason why you customize calories is because every single person's efforts different. Every single person's conditions are different. Right. And part of like what you're saying is a little bit of just being new to eat to perform, right? Um, because when I say 2000 calories, what I'm really saying to you is we're going to push it, right? But we're also trying to keep you weight stable in that process. Now there's some fluctuation in there and coaches are gonna walk you through that and stuff like this, right? Um, I say this all the time. I feel like there's an un unfair standard because a lot of people will join like a Noom or a Weight Watchers or something like that. And they know for a fact that they're going to gain it all back plus. But somehow we're held to this super high standard where, you know, um, if I gain three pounds, you know, it's, you know, really bad. Um I think people need to be okay with both gaining a little weight and weight fluctuating a little bit when it comes to fat loss. One of the reasons why Becky has been able to, to lose as much as she has is because she's not super concerned about gaining a little bit of weight in a performance cycle, right? You know, and I think there's a lot of people that have lost a lot of weight, right? And they kind of get really super attached to the lowest weight and the lowest weight is often distracting and defeating. Because if you think about why all those people at Weight Watchers gain it back plus interest, why Noom gain it back plus interest, they don't have an answer for what normal calories look like, right? So the people are alone. And so when they're alone 
and they don't have a coach to talk to or or the, they feel like they've failed. And so once they've failed, instead of just that one tire being punctured, they puncture the other four and then they find the spare tire just in case. And then they puncture the, all, all the other tires in their other cars just so that everything is totally messed up, right? And I think if we if we move away from that mentality of holding on to the lowest weight possible possible and actually being okay with ourselves physically and mentally, it takes us farther. Will it take us to the super leanest version of ourselves? I think we all have to be realistic about whether we really want that or not, right? Because if we want that, you can rinse and repeat the cycles of each form to get that, right? But you have to ask yourself, am I going to go to the gym three hours a day? Because that person on Instagram is going to the gym three hours a day, right? They are paid to have that physique. If you're a lawyer, a doctor, a mom, a, a nutrition coach, you know, like our incentives might not be there the way that it is for them. Right. And so you have to kind of keep that in mind. And I think a lot of us get caught up in that mindset of, you know, oh, this gets really frustrating um, because, you know, we sort of lose perspective. Um, can you read Liz's question to me and then I can talk about it? Yeah. Looking at adding creatine supplementation when I come out of fat loss at the end of June, I am finally OK with weight gain after a few fat loss cycles. There are many products and it is overwhelming. Any recommendation on brands and active ingredients to look for? Yeah, so I look for anything that has Creapure in it, right? So if you Google or if you go to Amazon, um, now you have to be careful because sometimes products have a have a Creapure product and then they have, you know, a, just a regular product. Now, if you buy the regular product, use the regular product, um, I'm a baby. I, I haven't been using my creatine because it doesn't have a creative pure. And it's just literally like what I just described to all of you. Like there's no reason to not use it, even though it's maybe a little bit worse, but I get in my head with this stuff. But, but if you're looking for the best, the best is creative pure. Um, but the, the reality is you can overthink creatine, like I just described that I am actually doing right now. And I need to get back to, um, once I got back from California, I just, I just got out of the habit. You know what I mean? Like there's just, there's just so many things, you know, you take your prebiotic, you take your probiotic, you take your blood pressure medications, you know? And so some of the things that are optional, you just kind of lose track of it for a couple of days. And then all of a sudden you, you're three months later and you're like, what the hell happened to my creatine? So I need to get back on it. I am probably going to end up buying a Creative Pure product um, just because it is slightly better. Um, it is a little bit more expensive. So keep that in mind. And like I said, you'll have brands that um, that have both a Creative Pure product and a non-Creative Pure product. So um, just be careful and don't go, oh, well, this is the same product. It's just cheaper. No, one's cheaper because it doesn't have Creapure. So keep that in mind. Um, but once again, you don't have to be a Creapure snob. You can buy the thing that is perfectly fine and you'll be, you know, 
addressing it 95% of the way, you know? Um, so, so kind of keep that in mind. Okay. So, um, I'm going to talk about my situation. Then we're going to go to the, the next question that's being asked of Becky. Um, so for my situation, I, I use a little bit more than, than what Becky does. I have used BPC 157 for kind of a healing agent for my heal, which we could do a whole podcast on. Oh my goodness. I've learned so much about my heal. Um, cause I've been dealing with this injury for like the last six months and it's been very frustrating. And then literally after being in a, a boot for two days, my foot feels a hundred percent better just because heel injuries are tricky because you're constantly using your heel, but I don't want to get too distracted. Um, but I have used BPC 157 to try and kind of fix that. Um, that's a healing agent. Um, I use HCG. Um, HCG for men that are on testosterone allows our um, our uh, testicles to not shrink. Um, and so it allows us to produce more ejaculate um, and hold on to ejaculate. So um, that's what HCG does for men um, that are taking testosterone. I'm on a relatively low dose of testosterone. I'm on 0.2. Um, I'm actually doing 0.15 just cause I'm doing it more, but I'm on, on 0.6 of a CC milliliter. I always get it mixed up. It's, it's sort of confusing. Um, but I'm on a relatively low dose for men. Um, it's certainly not steroids, right? Um, anybody that, uh, if, if you want to know the difference between steroids and, and testosterone replacement, go to the gym. The guy that kind of looks somewhat jacked, that guy's on testosterone. The guy that looks like a cartoon character, that guy's on steroids, right? Major, major difference. Major difference as it relates to your health profile, um, things of this nature. Look, I'm a believer in like personal choice and things of this nature, but I would never recommend um, anything that was a steroid or something of that nature. Are there risks as you go into this stuff? There certainly are risks with testosterone, um, specifically as it relates to cancer, because it's an anabolic agent, right? And so anytime you have an anabolic agent, you're going to have to be considerate of cancer. Um, but the difference is, is that many people that find out that they have cancer often don't go to the doctor very much. Um, one of the things that, that Becky does, that I do, um, we go to the doctor a lot, get our blood work checked a lot. Um, it's a great thing for that. So kind of keep that in mind. Um, other than that, I think, you know, I'm good. I do wish, I do wish, uh, like I said, you know, I'm not, you know, Mr. Bodybuilder guy, you know, I mostly play pickleball. Um, I do a lot of body weight exercises. I, I mean, people would, people would just crack up laughing at my exercise routine. You know, it's like, you know, a hundred, 
uh, you know, split squats, you know, um, it's, you know, uh, maybe 50 uh, deficit uh, push-ups, maybe 30 pull-ups, right? Um, it's not like a lot of the things for some of you who are actively trying to gain a lot more muscle. Here's an interesting thing about uh, hormone replacement. This is actually really cool. Becky, you don't know this. Because um, I've never said it to you before. But as you have more muscle and you're on testosterone, you don't have to lift as much. You already have that muscle. So you don't have to like go out there and bang reps like you were 20 years old, right? Older people that have a significant amount of muscle, especially when you're on testosterone, won't need extreme volume, right? You might like extreme volume, but you have to ask yourself, why do I like extreme volume? Do I like extreme volume because it's working or do I like extreme volume because it quiets the voices in my head, right? And maybe that's okay, right? I mean, I can name a few people that rhyme with Stephanie Burke that probably just really like having that hour away from the kids and, and their special time and things of that nature where, you know, it's just their special time, right? But is it the most optimal way things to do it every single time? Not always, right? Um, so you kind of got to keep that in mind and kind of move the phases every now and again, because, you know, every now and again, um, you know, like I said, I think if you're doing something you love, you'll do it more. Right. But if you fall out of love with something in the moment, don't be scared to change things up. Like a great example would be, you know, if you're doing mostly like bodybuilding type sets you know, very similar to like, let's get jacked and some of the programs that, that and templates that we have, you know, moving to like a Windler 531 for three months might be a nice change of pace, right? Um, we have some strange stuff like that, but mostly, um, most of the stuff to just like lift 30 to 50 pounds heavier is real simple. It's like, you know, three, two, one, five, three, one. It's real low sets, heavier, kind of pushing what you can sort of get away with. And it's real simple. You don't even need very much to do that, right? Um, just in terms of programming. Um, okay. Can you touch on the part of the question? Because it's part of what you were just talking about that you have also tried with. Um, Amy said, are there HRT options that improve tendon health? So HRT is always going to um, improve tendon health or testosterone specifically because, you know, as your muscles get stronger, as you're doing your resistance training, as you're lifting more, let me finish that last thought in terms of lifting more, why lifting more is important. The stress on the muscle over time is what allows that muscle to regenerate, right? And so if you can lift 30 to 50 pounds more, and you go from a bodybuilding set to a strength cycle, then back to a bodybuilding set, if you're lifting 30 pounds more, your bodybuilding sets are going to just be more effective. That's similar to her question, 
right? So if you think about why tendons get strong, why joints get strong, they get strong because your muscles are stronger. Your muscles are pulling on them and you're, you know, is there degradation over time? Sure. Right. Is it going to be a little bit more difficult? Do you feel it? Yes, absolutely. Um, but I think, I think the discussion that we're having about that is similar to the discussion that we're having about testosterone replacement overall. You, you think of it when you start it, like I'm Paul, I'm 54 years old. I'm going to get to go. I'm going to take this and I'm going to go back to feeling 20. That's not how it works. How it works is you're going to go back to 40, but you hold that 40 for a longer time, right? So you're not going to go from, let's say, a five or six on a scale of one to 10 to a 10, right? You're going to go to like a seven or eight, but you're going to hold that seven or eight longer and you're going to go down to six slower, right? So does that mean you're never going to have joint or tendon pain or anything like that? No, but you're giving your body the agents to regenerate the tendons that you're breaking down with testosterone. So kind of keep that in mind. Progesterone, estrogen, that's another topic for another day and another person. Those are not things that I'm an expert on by any stretch of the imagination. And I would hesitate like to say, Google it, you know, because be honest with you, there's so much distracting information. I can do some research on it um, and try and figure out, you know, some thought processes there. Certainly, if you are using the referral network through Eperform Health, ask them, you know, they'll, they'll be, they'll be great resources for that. Um, there were a few other questions that came up that can you refresh me? Well, I was just going to first uh, address Carrie's question about my oh, yeah. fat loss cycles. Yeah. No, I only do two a year. I, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Not that he really would fire me, but I'd probably want to if I did more than two fat loss cycles in a year. So I just do two five week fat loss cycles and I don't do more than that. I like I said, my weight, I'm, I'm and he said I'm not overly concerned with my weight. I'm actually concerned with just aging well. And so I'm not looking to get down to my absolute lowest weight. I'm looking to just improve my health as I age because I want to be there for my kids and my grandkids. And I do take I, longer AP cycles. I took a three month AP cycle. I, my weight did go up some, went up quite a bit at one point, but that was more hormonal issues that I've talked to my doctor about since, but um, it did come back down. But Yes, weight goes up a little bit in AP, and that's to be expected. When I end a fat loss cycle, I go into it going, okay, my weight's going to bounce back up two to three pounds. Well, Sometimes I just wanna, it bounces I just, up more than that if I don't keep it under control. But like I said, that's all on me. I just want to make sure that the HR department for e form knows that I don't have an opinion on um, how <laughs> how many. I am the I'm HR department. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just saying, just in case the HR department, I, I'm good. You can do whatever you want. You I'm know. just kidding. <laughs> but um, okay. that was all that I had about that. Um, Terry was asking a few more questions, but I addressed those. Yeah. So I did get one direct message. Um, it 
be better if you guys use the open chat, but there was one question that I asked, um, explain the difference between AP cycles and performance. Um, there really is no difference. Um, the only difference is, is that AP is the cycle where you're transitioning either back to performance or it's like the reset in the middle between fat loss cycles. Um, there was some interesting science that actually came out and I'm just telling you, man, like these diet companies, I mean, these are, these are even the good ones, you know, the, they, they, they requisitioned a study for diet breaks and, and the criteria that they used was two weeks on and one week off, right? They, they normalize calories so infrequently that that's how they think it would look, right? And so they don't even really know what it looks like to normalize calories. So when we put someone through a fat loss cycle in May, and then they go through an AP cycle during the summer, and then they come back in the fall, they're going to not only lose more weight, but they're going to have more energy and workouts and things of that nature. And they're going to gain muscle. That's the other problem that all of these other companies have. You know, one, they're going to show you all these pictures of all these 26-year-olds with abs. Hey, you know, I said this the other day, you know, their problems just aren't our problems, right? I mean, we're having a discussion about hormone therapy. We're having a discussion about testosterone therapy. You know, you show me a picture of somebody 26 years old with nothing but time. I mean, like I was just, I was talking to Sarah Carlson um, uh, about this and, and, you know, we were talking about our kids. And I was just recently with my kids at a wedding in, in, um, in New Mexico. And they, they have all these opinions on all these different things. And it's exhausting, right? And uh, I just said at one point to my daughter and her boyfriend, I was like, you guys need real problems. Like you need bills. You need a car note. You need a job that you need to be at eight hours. I was like, you have too many thoughts going on in your head because you don't have shit to do and you have nothing but time, right? And I think that that's what, what happens for a lot of us, right? It was like earlier, I talked about the fact that, you know, these Instagram people that are like 30 years old and they don't have any kids and they don't have any responsibilities. Like, and, you know, they're all trying to get like, you know, they're protein free or whatever. There's no, nobody's making any real money off of this kind of stuff. I don't know if you know this. I mean, yeah, Kim Kardashian, she's doing pretty good, but a lot of other people are kind of just spinning their reels for the most part, you know, and you see people with like 2 million followers that are, you know, kind of barely just getting by and you're just like, what is going on? You know, why are, why? I, I think, I think it's like, a lot of people look for the easiest route possible for stuff and they avoid things that seem harder, but it sure seems harder to me to, you know, be honest, be half naked on the internet, you know, most of the time, you know, for 30 grand a year, you know, um, like you might be better off like doing it the hard way, you know, and getting a real job, you know, but like, this this whole culture of of that kind of thing um 
yeah, it, it just, it just drives me crazy. Um, but yeah, the, uh, no, that's the difference between AP cycles and performance cycles, but performance cycles, really, that's when your normal calories, that's the six month intervals. That's the one year intervals, um, things of that nature. Um, I did want to say one thing in passing, cause it kind of related a little bit to some of the things that came up during, during the thing. And there was, there was somebody that posted like this really inspirational thing, um, and um, it was related to body image and and stuff like this. And um, the person who's like a comedian or whatever, she's got a really good looking husband, right? And um, the uh, someone said something kind of mean to her in comments. Um, and it's like, you know, how did you end up getting this really good looking husband? And what she said back in response was a great response, right? Like, I'm totally here for this response. And I'm totally here for, for great body image and stuff like this, right? All of that stuff, you know? But the person said, well, how do you get this really good looking husband? And she said, well, he sees more than just who I am on the outside. And I just wanted to say, like, I, I wanted to comment, but, you know, I didn't want to be the guy for me to form commenting on this woman and talking about her body. And I was like, trust me, he's really into you. Right. <laughs> like, like, I think that we all get stuck, even sometimes with like this person who is putting out this great message and everybody loves it. And she's got a million likes and, you know, all this other type of stuff. Her husband likes her for a lot more than just the inside stuff. He likes the outside stuff too. And we get to like the outside stuff too, right? And I think that for, you know, I'm probably costing myself a lot of money by saying this, but I think that many of us look at ourselves with a judgment that our spouses don't, right? Um, and so I just want everybody to kind of consider that, right. That, that, um, you get to be sexy, right? Like you get to be sexy, even if you had seven kids, right. Or, you know, however many kids that all of us have had, I only use seven because I'm not trying to um, make the connection. HR stay off me. Okay. But I I'm just saying that, you know, Yes, she's right. He likes the deeper connection. He likes that moment. My wife is literally going out of town this weekend and she was saying, honestly, I wish you were coming. And I was like, I don't know what I did to, 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 to mess with your brain that you like me this much, but enjoy yourself with your sisters. It's going to be good. It's going to be fine. But, you know, there is like this inherent comfort where you've been with someone for so long and you have like these things, it was a little bit of like what I talked about with Eden Form in the early part, right? It's like all of you, all of you love Eden love Form sometimes so deeply that you sort of forget that lust that we all had for each other in the beginning, right? And, um, but I, I just think that, that, um, you know, she she would have been overweight when they met, right? And he was into her, 
you know, he wasn't just into the fact that she was funny. He wasn't just into, and I think that if, you know, I'm probably costing myself a little money here, right? Because, because some of you are going to go, you know what, all this bullshit. Yeah. Maybe I don't have to worry about my health near as much. That's not the message here. The message here is we get to be who we are. We get to be happy with the skin that we're in and we get to be sexy. We get to wear the clothes that somehow feel uncomfortable. I mean, I can't tell you how many people make decisions based on the fact that they bought a pair of jeans 10 years ago, and now they have 10 pounds more muscle. And somehow it upsets them that they have to buy a new pair of jeans because they have more muscle, right? We have to like start to love ourselves as we are, right? Because the hating doesn't work. You know, it, don't, it won't get you to where you want to go. It'll make you unsatisfied. And I think even in this instance where this is a person with a lot of body positivity and things of this nature, you know, I think one of the, and, and, and the, the other thing great about her body positivity is she's still going to the gym. She's still focusing on all these other things, right? While um, putting out this message. But I think the next layer the, the next level is, you know, just speaking as the man, speaking as a spouse, speaking as someone, you know, it's not just the deeper connection, right? A lot of times it, it is genuinely fine to be okay loving the person as they are, right? And, and they can be sexy like that. And so I, I wanted to get that out there. I know it's a little awkward, but, but you know, screw it. I'm, I'm done not being awkward. You know, I, I know, I know people think, well, you know, you're a free speaker. No, I've held back a lot on a lot of stuff. And I'm just going to tell you, you're going to hear more of the real shit soon because I just don't feel like this, you know, placating every single side is working. You know, we got to say who we are and, and, and what we're proud to be and who we're trying to attract right? Um, because I think one of the things that's happening right now is a lot of people that could really use our help aren't getting it because, you know, we're kind of trying to be too sensitive to all sides. And so I'm going to always keep the same message, you know, eating, effort, positivity, love, things of this nature. But what you're going to start seeing is, is we're going to start grabbing people more right letting people know you know like this is no joke you know this is this is this is a big problem for a reason and hopefully we can in having that message make a deeper connection with all of you where you're freely sharing with all your friends look these people are saying something different and i know you're willing to do hard things so they can help you so that's the idea there. I appreciate everybody doing this. I know, you know, the questions weren't, you know, maybe were a little bit awkward or whatever, but I thought it worked out fine. It was way better than last time of like, hey, Becky, can you turn off your mic? You know, there's a dog barking in the background. So I appreciate everybody being here and we'll talk to you later. Bye now.